0: Welcome to Let's Talk About Life, a weekly podcast brought to you by LifeBank, the Organ, Eye, and Tissue Recovery Agency in Northeast Ohio. Donation can be a complicated subject, but it is really all about life. So spend a few minutes as we unravel the complexities of donation. So come on, let's talk about life. It goes without saying that things mean much more to us when they hit close to home. And that's exactly the experience I had earlier this year. Now if you've listened to a previous episode of this podcast, you know that I'm a two-time kidney recipient. In the fiber of my being, I have the most utmost respect for organ, eye, and tissue donors and how they change lives with their gifts. But one very special donor is held in high esteem in my heart, and that is the cornea donor who gave my husband, Ernie, the gift of sight. Hi, you're listening to episode 82 of Let's Talk About Life. I'm your host, Colleen Gerber, kidney recipient and Life Bank staff member. Earlier this year, my husband underwent the miraculous process of having a cornea transplant after suffering with an eye disease since he was in his teens. From a caregiver standpoint, it was an amazing process to watch. The procedure changed his eyesight in one day, and now that we are several months post-transplant, I've invited him to be on the podcast to share our journey with you. Thanks for doing this with me, Ernie.
1: Glad to be here.
0: We mentioned that you were first diagnosed when you were a teenager. Can you explain to our audience... How you first noticed your eyesight was changing and what was discovered and diagnosed at that time?
1: My sight had changed. I had had glasses and my eyes just were not focusing very well. And I went back to the family eye doctor and he told my mom that he did not know what was wrong with my eyes. And he sent me to an ophthalmologist to see if they could figure out what was wrong with my eyes. We ended up going, the ophthalmologist looked at my eyes and said that I had keratoconus on both of my eyes. The way to describe what keratoconus is, he said that you have a very soft cornea tissue in both of your eyes. Because with the soft cornea, he said your eye should be shaped like a beach ball. And yours is basically looking like it's shaped like a football where it's coming to a point. And then if that point gets too far, you will eventually lose your vision. So he said the only way to correct it is to have a cornea transplant.
0: So you were pretty young. You were in your teens. How did that make you feel?
1: At the time, I didn't know what to think. I didn't know how to totally process it. I was, I was leery about losing my vision.
0: One of the things that I always loved about you was that you raced motocross, you were into motorcycles and that kind of thing, so your vision was super
1: important sure was. It was something that you had to have if you wanted to be competitive in that sport, and it was a sport that I always loved doing.
0: How did they treat the keratoconus?
1: It was basically done with wearing contacts because by wearing glasses, your eye has to pull to focus. And what that does is it's your cornea to keep growing to where it basically becomes a point So the only way that they could help to slow the process down is put the contact on top of your eye so that your eye doesn't have to pull to focus. It's like a natural lens on your eye that you are looking through to slow the process down.
0: To clarify, those weren't the soft contacts that most people wear you actually wore the hard
1: lenses right that is correct i wore the gas permea contacts that was the only contacts that i could wear because soft contacts doesn't help to slow the process of your eye growing to a point that's why i had to wear hard contacts and they were basically a specialized contacts that they had to make
0: Obviously we're no longer teenagers and we're we're getting closer to retirement. But what changed in your vision to the point where doctors said, okay, now's the time to go ahead with the cornea transplant?
1: I wore contacts that many years, and what happened is in my right eye, my contact became very uncomfortable. My eye was bloodshot, it got to the point it was hard for me to wear the contact. And when I went to the Cole Eye Institute to an ophthalmologist, he sent me to a cornea specialist at the Cole Eye Institute. I had to go see the cornea specialist. He looked at my eye and he said that my eye had grown to such a, a point that my cornea was so soft that there's no way that I could basically have a contact back in my eye. And he said that at that, time that I qualified to have a cornea transplant done that increased my vision. And he said, literally, without a lens, I was legally blind in my right eye.
0: Yeah, that was a little scary. That was a little scary. And I just recall all the years and all the appointments that you endured going to doctors, um, although they were wonderful, they could never get those contacts to fit just right because of your cornea. And it was always, it just made life difficult. It just made your life a little bit difficult and inconvenient, I would say. When I heard that you would require a cornea transplant, I was happy because I I had heard other stories and heard what great success they had from that. I remember going down to the Coli Institute with you for the procedure. You were an outpatient surgery. That was kind of shocking to me. Of course, you had your patch on and all of that, but initially, your eyesight was already improving. What did you think about the whole transplant process and then your reaction to to your new vision?
1: The whole process, the way that everything was done, the doctor that did it, the staff at the Cole Eye Institute, they were very, very compassionate. They asked if I had any type of questions. They told me everything that was going to be taking place before they put any eye drops in my eyes. They told me why they were putting the eye drops in my eyes. The doctor came in. He talked to me briefly, and he just said that as soon as the OR opened up, we would be going in to get the cornea transplant done. The staff was great. The Coli Institute. I can't say enough about it. They have helped me so much with my vision, and they just basically simplified a lot of things for me.
0: It was pretty awesome. What's the update? Where are you at in in your transplant journey right now?
1: When I went back to see the doctor, which was not even 12 hours after surgery, I went in, he pulled the patch off my eye. At that particular point in time, I could already see. We did follow-ups on that. I've been seeing him on a regular basis. I asked him roughly how many stitches that I had, and he said he put 15 stitches in my eye. And just to give you an idea, the stitches are roughly about the size or a little bit smaller than a piece of hair. And I had stitches in my eye for roughly about four months. At this point, which I'm going on six months out, Of surgery. I still have six stitches left in my eye. And at the end of November, I get the rest of my stitches out. I'm on anti-rejection eye drops, which he said I'll probably be on that for roughly a year and a half to two years. Other than that, my vision now is greatly improved, and the way everything is healing, it looks like my vision is gonna keep increasing. So he said he's just monitoring me and then get the rest of my stitches out, and then we'll see how things go from there. And
0: no hard contacts.
1: No hard contacts. His idea is that if my eye needs any type of an adjustment, he was talking that roughly a year post-op that I could possibly have LASIK eye surgery done to do the final adjustment on my eye so I could try to have 20-20 vision again.
0: It's amazing. We are so blessed to live where we live. The Coli Institute is such a resource. It's so amazing.
1: It is. The doctors are absolutely amazing down there. They're just so far advanced, and technology is just absolutely amazing.
0: For the time that we've been together, which is more than a decade, <laughs> I have dragged you to walks and runs, to the transplant games, to all kinds of life bank events to all kinds of events for transplant recipients. And I know you've always supported and tissue donation, but now that you've experienced the gift of sight for yourself, what do you think? Has your opinion changed?
1: No, I have always supported it. I thought it was always a great cause. And I just can't say enough about all the people that are donors They basically are heroes because they are helping other people at that same time. And I can't thank the donor enough for my cornea transplant and for my eye, my right eye to be able to see the way that I am seeing. If it wasn't for that donor, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now.
0: I was just thinking about when you were driving and having problems with the sunlight really bothered your eye and you couldn't really see. And just some of the things you have said since your transplant, it's amazing to me how it's clear that your sight has improved so much. If you were able to meet your cornea donor or your donor's family, what would you say to them about your gift of sight?
1: I just couldn't basically thank them enough for being able to have the sight that I do, because if it wasn't for their... Loved one that donated a cornea, again, I wouldn't have the sight in my eye that I have today. And it's just, I can't thank them enough.
0: And what's going on with your left eye?
1: It was roughly a year and a half ago. I had to have cataract surgery done. I have basically pretty good vision in that eye. I possibly might have to go back to a contact lens in that eye, but we'll see as time progresses. I'm going to talk to my cornea specialist that did my transplant about my left eye, but we'll get the first eye done, get that one going good, and then we'll see what we can do with my left one.
0: And I just love this. Why don't you share your your cornea surgeon's name?
1: My cornea surgeon's name is Dr. C. <laughs> Who would ever think? Super guy couldn't ask for a nicer doctor.
0: Yeah, he's been a great guy, but I, I think it's a perfect name for a cornea transplant surgeon to be called Dr. C.
1: Yes, it is. It's quite amazing.
0: Thank you so much, Ernie, for being willing to do this with me and to share your story. I love you, and I'm just so thrilled that your eyesight has improved, and I feel so blessed that we had this opportunity. And for our listeners, Again, this is just another demonstration of the power of organ and tissue donors. You're more likely to be a tissue donor than you are to be a organ donor, and more likely to be a cornea donor than you are a tissue donor. So we thank all those families whose loved one gave the gift of sight through cornea donation. And November is Eye Donation Awareness Month, so it's important that you make your donation decision and say yes and help save lives but also help others save their sight. We hope you found today's episode inspiring and informative. Let's Talk About Life can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Spotify, and other podcast providers. And of course, always on lifebank.org resources, we encourage you to subscribe, and we invite you back next week. And come on, let's talk about life. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk About Life. If you have questions about today's podcast, reach out to us at infolifebank.org. Take a few minutes to do something heroic and register to be an organ donor by saying yes at lifebank.org. Literally, someone's life
1: is depending on it.